For all that God has been doing throughout the course of this year of 2023, amen, the year of much with maximum results, amen. So I'm excited, amen, about what God is doing. I want to welcome you all here in the building. You all look amazing as people are coming into the sanctuary. Thank God for those of you all who are on YouTube, on Facebook. Listen, I need you to like, share, and comment on this morning because we are in for an awesome time in the Lord. I need you to get excited at home, wherever you may be at. I need you to set the atmosphere because God is getting ready to show himself strong and mighty in this place on today. We are in great expectation for a mighty move of God. So listen, those of you all who are in the building this morning, come on if you got two good legs, let's stand to our feet and give the Lord a hand praise. Come on, let's magnify him in this place. Come on, let's give God glory in this place for he is worthy to be praised. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give you thanks on today, God. Look, we come to bless you this morning, Father God. We come to lift you up and exalt you this morning God. Lord we thank you on today Father God that you have allowed us to see a brand new day Father God a day we've never seen before Father God. We thank you for your grace today God. We thank you for your mercy and your loving kindness toward us on today God. And Lord we welcome your presence in this place on today God. We welcome your power, your authority God, your anointing on today Father God that Lord you will fill this place with your power on today God. Lord we come this morning God to lift you up on today God we come to exalt you as king of kings and lord of lords father God we thank you for your peace today father God thank you for your loving kindness on today God thank you lord for keeping us and watching over us father God thank you lord for extending grace unto us on today God that lord you gave your only begotten son lord that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life God and we thank you for life this morning God for you have come lord that we may have life and have it more abundantly on today father god and we release the joy of the lord on today god we release your power on today father god we release your strength on today father god that you will begin to minister god to the hearts and minds of your people on today god that you will stir up this atmosphere father god that your presence will come alive like never before father god bring forth deliverance today god bring forth healing today father god bring forth the power of your anointing god that yokes will be destroyed god that burden shall be lifted on today, Father God. And Lord, we lose life on today, Father God. We lose strength in our bodies on today, God. For those who are dealing with sickness this morning, God. For those who are dealing with ailments in their body, God. We decree and declare that by your stripes, we are healed on today, Father God. I lose the power of healing, God, to touch our body, God. There will be no sickness, God. There will be no disease on today, Father God. I decree that cancer has to dry up. I decree that diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, God, any form of heart disease, God, any form of kidney failure, God, we decree that by your stripes, we are healed on today, Father God, I loose that anointing in this place, God, I loose the power for healing, God, but the word of the Lord says, if there be any sick among you, let us call for the elders of the church, and let them lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover on today, God, I release that power in this house, God, I release that grace in this place on today, God, that we're going to experience you like never before, Father God. I release 
release the book of Acts anointing, God, to rest upon our life on today, God, that we will be believers, God. We will be believers representing in the earth on today, God, that we shall cast out devils, God. We shall speak in new tongues on today, Father God. We shall begin to see miracle signs and wonders on today, Father God. You're going to fill us up with the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that miracles will follow us, God. Signs and wonders, God, shall be made manifest at our hands on today, God. But you said in your word that greater work shall we do on today, Father God. Lord, we love you today, God. We honor you today, Jesus. We magnify you today, God. We make you large in this place, God. But there is no other name where men shall be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we lift you up today, God. We magnify you and praise your holy name today, Father God. Lord, release your, release your glory in this atmosphere this morning. Morning, God, as we lift up our hands in thanksgiving, as we lift up our voice in worship, God, we come to honor you today. We come to bless you today. I don't know about you, but I need you to get excited about the name of Jesus. I need you to get excited about the goodness of the Lord, for he has been good to us. He's been so kind to us. He's been so merciful to us, but there is no God that like the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, he is mighty. He is our rock and our salvation. He is our Oh God, we thank you on today, God, for the Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid on today, God? We lift you up today, Father God. We magnify you today, Father God. Oh, we release your anointing, God, that no weapon that's formed against us will prosper, God. We are victorious. We are mighty on today. We are more than conquerors in this place, God. I need you to lift up your voice. My hallelujah belongs to 
we deserve. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Come on, my hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. Come on, my hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. You deserve. You deserve.
He just wanted us to know he is present. He just wanted us to know he's present. Lord, we say, come on in. Have your way in this place. Touch those that need to be touched this morning, Lord. Heal those that need to be healed this morning, Lord. Free those minds that need freedom this morning. Lord, any ailments that's in the house, I say, you gotta go. Myself, I give myself to you. Come on, I 
We thank God for the praise and worship. We thank God for his presence and his glory and his kindness toward us on today. Amen. Listen, welcome again to New Covenant Worship Center. Amen. I have a great expectation for a powerful move of God on today. And we just going to continue to move in the vein of what God is instructing and leading us into. Amen. So we're going to move forward in our service on this morning. It's our time for our tithes and offering. Amen. Somebody give God some praise for giving. Amen. Giving is a blessing. Amen. We thank God for the ability to give. Amen. That God continues to meet and supply all of our needs. Amen. He continues to open up doors for us. Amen. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Terrence will supply you with an envelope on this morning. Those of you all who are watching online, uh, you can go to our website, www.newcovncwc.com. Click the Give tab. Uh, we're giving toward our tithes and offering toward Benevolence or toward Outreach 2023. We appreciate all those who continue to give and support the ministry. If you have Easy Time, you can go to your Easy Time app. You can click your giving and give as you normally give. If you have not uh, downloaded the app, it's the best and easiest form to sow and to give on a, a weekly, monthly, yearly, and everyday basis, however you want to sow. Amen. Just go to your app store, search for Easy Time, download the app, look for New Covenant Worship Center Joliet, and set up all of your uh, particular particulars in order to give on a regular basis. Those of y'all who use the United States Postal Service, amen, is still in good operation, and we thank God for all of our postal carriers that deliver the mail, amen. You can mail your seed to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60405, amen. 60435, I said 05. 
p.m. excuse me Saturday movement ministry at 7 a.m. meet in the parking lot the church parking lot weather permitting weather is beautiful today it was nice yesterday too um, Sunday school is at 9 a.m. to 9 45 a.m. and Sunday morning worship is now at 10 a.m. okay up Upcoming events, upcoming events, join, join us for Youth Night, uh, February 24th from 6 a.m., I mean, sorry, sorry, that's too early, 6 to, <laughs> 6 to, to 9 p.m., ages 9 eight, to 9 to 18, here at New CWC, food, games, guest speaker, fun, RSVP, and questions to Minister Dorian Pruitt by Monday, February 20th, 
which is tomorrow. Everybody, oh, I thought they were seeing this. Everybody, let me just say that, um, oh, not let me just say. I have a, um, a, a black history because we are in black history. It's not really black history, it's like, it's biblical, so it's just, it's black history too. It's black history too. <laughs> I, I just want to say this because I was listening to uh, Myra Golden, which I, I do uh, quite a bit. It's about uh, ethnicity, our ethnicity, okay? That originally ethnicity is not based upon color, and that's a Western culture uh, concept. So based on skin tone, uh, skin tone is not a biblical construct or concept. An ethnic group being an ethnic group is a new concept and is based on the bound of world <laughs> history. And ethnicity is a uh, biblical, it's not based on, on skin color, it's based upon language because people were perceived to be same in the same ethnic group and they spoke the same language. Two, lineage. Who, who you are, your family, and then the location which you were in. I'm saying that to say that we we all have been bamboozled and, and hoodwinked, um, and we all have been out of pocket, even a little bit, even in terms of us believing that. So I didn't even know this particular, not just from what was told to me, but this in particular. So we are, and, and, and then in terms of not even knowing because uh, things weren't taught or preached or even in schools, that we are in the Bible more than we think we are. Amen. So I just wanted to give that for Black History Month. I thank you all for listening. Let's usher in the man of the hour, maybe longer than an hour, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, man, anyway, because we love it, that's right. I love it. Amen. I know Minister Caesar got you to say that. He ain't even here today. <laughs> it's good. You all may be seated, amen. Just for that, I'm born an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Amen. Listen, we give God praise. I'm so excited about this word. Amen. Thank God for everything. Oh, I can even. Um, next Sunday, I'll, that's too much. To, next Sunday, it's too much to explain right now. I'll email it. it it's, I don't even know where it's at. Because I, I don't have all the information. So it's fine. <laughs> I'll email it. Um, if you got it, uh, you can. Go ahead, All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't want to give information. I'll have all of it in front of me. So I'll just email it. Amen. It'll be fine. All right. So y'all listen. Let's get your Bibles out to the book of Acts chapter 10. Amen. Acts chapter 10. Acts 10. Amen. We've been in this series where the believers... And God has continues to move us forward, continue to give us revelation knowledge, continue to give us understanding uh, of his word. 
and identifying what it looks like to be a believer. Um, we've been walking through this book of Acts and we've been seeing God's, God move in great miracles, signs and wonders. Uh, he's been giving us uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. And one thing that I, I, I wanted to mention last week that I didn't get a chance to mention um, in, in my studies and one of the commentaries that I've uh, been using is John Carlson's uh, commentary. And he said this about Peter uh, after we finished uh, Acts chapter nine on last week. But he said, Peter, he, he, he gave this. He said, be like Peter, be available, be prayerful and be flexible and watch the Lord make you fruitful. I want to say that again because I want you to get this. He said to be like Peter, be available, be prayerful, be flexible and watch the Lord make you fruitful. As we have seen Peter in action, we've seen him operate in all those types of uh, areas where he's made himself available. We've talked about that when we are sharing because a lot of people say, well, God, you're not using me or, or God, I'm not being used or God, you're not moving in my life. Have we made ourselves available to God? And then it says to be prayerful. And we're going to see that today. Being prayerful gives you answers, gives you insight, and it gives you instructions as to where God wants to take you. And he said, be flexible. Now, that's that's a place where you got to understand. You got to be flexible. You got to be willing to make adjustments and make changes and be flexible. Marcus had uh, notified the praise team early in the week that Jeremy wasn't going to be available. So we were like, OK, what's going to be the adjustment? What are we going to do? Pastor Benice made the suggestion. OK, Marcus, you're going to uh, be on the keyboard. He said, OK, let me learn some songs and go through some stuff throughout the week. He's flexible. Yeah. We had to be flexible in order to accomplish the goal. Amen. Yeah. And then he said, this is what's going to bring forth fruitfulness. Yes. This is what's going to produce fruit. He said, watch the Lord make you fruitful. Amen. And see, that's what a lot of times we're trying to force it and we're trying to get into the light and trying to get ourselves to the platform to make it seem like I've made myself fruitful. But he said, watch the Lord make you fruitful. So in other words, when I follow God's leading and his instructions, the result is that fruit should be bared. Fruit should be evident in the things that you do as it relates to the kingdom of God and as you do things in order. Amen. Amen. So let's look at Acts chapter 10 today because this I, that's going to help us be in perspective of even what we're going to see with Peter today. Um, so Acts chapter 10, we're going to start reading. We're going to break this thing down as we go. We're in the NLT version. Let's start at verse 1. It says, in Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius. He was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He told them what happened and sent them off to Joppa. Let's stop right here and let's break these things down before we go any further. The first thing I want you to identify and I want you to recognize is we you probably heard this message talked before, talked about this Roman officer uh, named Cornelius. Uh, he's an officer in the Roman soldier in the Roman army. And he's probably at a place to uh, be over at least 100 men. 
So he has authority. He has power. He has influence. And it goes on and says he was a devout, God fearing man. Now, he's in a position where he fears God. He's doing things in a godly way. And it also says as every as was everyone in his household. So not only did he have influence on his job, he had influence in his house. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to help y'all get somewhere because a lot of people take pride in their influence on their job, but their house is out of order. And our first ministry should be home, and then it should extend abroad. <laughs> so, and a lot of people are looking for the world to begin to have the the uh, the accolades and the pats on the back and the thank yous. But have you set an example of having influence in your home with your spouse, with your children, in order to set the tone of the atmosphere? So it says he was a devout, godfrey man, as was everyone in his household. Listen at this. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. This opened up an opportunity and positioned him to get God's attention. And see, this is the area where we struggle because we're not doing things that get us in position to be recognized of God. And so when you find yourself being faithful and committed to the things of God and you're bringing an influence in your home and your family. And then not only that, my heart is in a position where I choose to give out of my abundance. I choose to give out of my treasure because the scripture says where a man's heart is, there will his treasure also be. So if I value God enough, I'll be willing to take up my treasure and to be able to give to the things of God because I'm not going to begin to esteem my money more higher than what God is. And so I can trust that God is my source of my money so I can be able to release it unto the poor, release it unto the work of the kingdom, because this is going to put me in the position to get God's attention. Oh my God. See, some people are looking to get God's attention, but you haven't positioned yourself where God can find you. Have you been in a place of prayer? Have you been in a place of sowing? Have you been in a place of worship? Have you been in a place of praise? Because the Bible says that the angel came and said that your offering has come up to heaven. and you sold your seed, you put it in an envelope or you electronically gave it through your debit or your credit card or you sold it through Easy Time or you put it in the mail. That's not the only place where your seed has stopped that, baby. Your seed has been put on assignment. Your seed has been released and I believe that God is watching from the heavens just as it was in the service when Jesus was in the midst of the synagogue and the people were giving their offerings and the word of the Lord says that this old woman has come and she has given more of you all. She has given her last. She's given these mites. She's given a small offering. But because her heart is in the right place, I'm going to recognize her and I'm going to do something in her life. So when you get to the point of place like the Roman soldier, you don't even have to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost to understand principles of God manifest regardless of your particular status or your particular belief system. Oh, Jesus, I'm preaching too fast and too hard. Y'all got to slow down. I got a lot to cover. He says he gave generously to the poor and he prayed regularly to God. Sister Gloria Sellers, you need to help me preach this thing. The key word here is regularly. Not when I'm in distress. 
Not when problems knock on my door. Not when I'm in a place of confusion. Because a lot of times when I'm in distress and confusion, I can pray outside of God's will. Because I'll be led in my emotions and sometimes I may not hear properly. So if I'm regularly praying, it begins to position me so that I don't have the, uh, the battle of the confusion of is this the Lord or is this not the Lord? But if I'm regularly in his presence, I begin to become familiar with him. And guess what? He becomes familiar with me. Oh my God. I need you to tell your neighbor, God, I need you to know about me. Oh, I need you to tell your neighbor, God, I need you to know about me. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, so, so listen. Li li listen how important this is to regularly pray. If this particular, if, if Cornelius is not regularly praying, God can't show up in a vision. Oh my God. Because visions of revelation come in his presence. And if I'm not in his presence, how can I expect to receive the revelation? So one afternoon, about three o'clock, I had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said, Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. The angel replied, listen to this. The angel replied. I need you to hear this. The angel replied. So in other words, there's conversations about you in heaven. Listen this thing. Yeah. So I know, I know your sister, I know your auntie, I know your grandmama, they gossiping about you, about some negative things. And, and even along the way, they may say a good thing here and there, but they'll skip over it. But I believe that in heaven, there's a conversation about your name, and God is getting ready to bring your name up in heaven. Tell somebody, I know my name coming up in earth, but baby, it's a lot better when my name come up in heaven. Oh my God. Um, I'm feeling this thing this morning. So he said, he said, your prayers, now listen, pay attention, your prayers and what? And gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Oh my God. The scripture says, when you give to the poor, it's like you lending to God. Oh my God. I'm not going to keep in here. So now I need to get you to the point in place to understand the value of releasing seed. Because here, it does not only talk about his prayer time and his commitment of being a devout believer in the things of God, but it says your particular giving and your generosity has come up to God as an offering. So God says because you have presented an offering in the earth, what sort of things happen in heaven? So I need heaven to come in earth. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God is a giving God. So my responsibility is to give in the earth. And then God said, if because I'm giving in the earth, I'm going to get the attention of heaven. And heaven's going to give back to me. He said, he said so, so he, this is putting him in position. This is what this is. I don't want to get you confused to think that his giving... And his regular prayers are works to receive God's goodness. I want you to understand that this is putting him in position. And position gets you to the place to get people's attention. And this is what begins to draw God to you 
when he begins to see your position. Not the fact that you're trying to do something of your works and begin to go, I'm going to go sow 100,000 seeds today. Or I'm going to go pray for 100 hours. And then you're looking for God to come in and show up. No, you actually just done this out of works because your intentions were wrong. We read in the scripture what happened to the sorcerer who came to Peter. He said, can I buy the Holy Ghost? Because I want to heal people like you heal. He said, man, I hope your money be cursed and it don't even work for you. I'm paraphrasing the story because he cursed his money. He said, I pray your money don't work for you. He said, you need to get this thing right and get, it, get, and get changed. And then here it is, that old sorcerer. He said, pray that these consequences, that these things you pray don't come upon me. The sorcerer didn't say, change my heart. I repent for thinking that way. He said, I just don't want the consequences. Oh, my God. Listen, stay focused, y'all. I got too much to cover. They already told me I can't go over an hour. They, 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 they own me. Amen. So listen, oh, oh, I got one witness, Sister Victoria. Come on, brother. Listen, he said, he said, now, listen at this, because in the vision comes instruction. See, a lot of us get in prayer and get in God's presence, and we're not obeying instructions. And we're wondering why we can't get to the next step because you didn't do the first step. It says, now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner who lives near the seashore. Notice this. I love God. God's not going to tell you nothing that you don't have the ability to do. God knows Cornelius and his status. Notice he said, listen, pay attention because you got to look at the little small things. Now send some men to Joppa. He knew who he knew who Cornelius was in the earth. He was a he was a Roman soldier. He was a leader of army. He knew he had influence. He said, "I don't need you to go, Cornelius. I want you to send some men to represent you." How many people can go and represent you well on your behalf? How many people do you trust that can go and speak for you? How many people did you trust that can go and do what you told them to do when they get there to do it and to obey the instruction and follow through? It says, now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. Now, I told you because there is no email system. There's no text status. There is no particular mail system. So the only way you get an instruction is through Holy Ghost. The only getting you where you get instructions through the presence of God. So he tells him, he said, there's a man named Simon Peter. He's standing with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. He said, as soon as the angel was gone, verse 7, Cornelius got on his assignment and started moving with the instructions. See, what happens with us when the instruction is released, we now go into debate mode. Now, let me call Minister Tony and see. Because the Lord, I just had a vision in it. And such and such happened, and I need to see, is this of God? Should I do this? Minister Tony say, okay, it sounds good. Go ahead and do it. You get off phone, Minister Tony, you call Sister April. April, I had this vision, and God was ministering to me, and I'm trying to see, is it of God? Should I move? Should I stay? And she said, well, I don't know. That sounds kind of funny. I don't know. I, I, I may wait a minute. No. Cornelius got up as soon as the angel left. And started moving. Y'all yeah. gotta hear me because some of us have been given the instructions to start moving and you've been sitting. Get on the assignment and do what he's called you to do. He said, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. Now, not only this, was Cornelius obedient, following instructions, 
the people who he told to go for, they said they got up and went. You, Everybody's on one accord here. Everybody's on the same page here. So let's keep going. Now, I love this because look at verse 9. The next day. Because it's going to take time for his men to get the jopper. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. What do we see again? Prayer. Prayer. Consistent. He went up on the flat rooftop. He went somewhere where there wasn't any distraction, someplace where he had created a space that was sacred for him so that he could pray. And it says it was about noon and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into what? A trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by, by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. Verse 14, no, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. So now, because Peter is in his tradition. Peter is in what he's been taught. Peter is in his religious mode. Peter is in his mindset that I have never eaten anything unclean. It goes against my Jewish customs. So Peter is in a position in a place where God said, I got to reveal this to you three times because I'm trying to get you to get to the awareness that this is a witness that it is me. And I don't want you to doubt me. I want you to believe that it's me speaking to you. And this is the vision that I'm coming to share with you. And it says in verse 17, Peter was very perplexed. But notice once again, Peter didn't go call Apostle John. He didn't call James. He didn't call any of the other. He didn't call Barnabas. He didn't go looking for the other disciples or the apostles. He said Peter was just, he was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? And just then, see, sometimes God won't tell you what it means. He'll show you. Yes, sir. See, see, this is the issue because we're expecting God to come in our own way. And the way that we can recognize him. God said, you know what? Maybe you're going to have to walk this situation out in order for you to get the result that you're looking for and that you need in this present moment, in this situation. So it says, what could the vision mean? Then, just then, the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house. The only information they said, he was a tanner. His name was Simon. And Simon Peter was staying with him. So can you imagine they get to the town? Do y'all know Simon the tanner? Y'all know where he's staying? Because this is what they have to do. There's no GPS system. They don't have an address on the door. They're in a position where they are in obedience. And how foolish can they be? They say, well, who, how do you, who, who are you that's looking for Simon? He a joker to go out here and kill animals and make leather and, and all this other stuff. Who, who wants to see him? But God leads because God is orchestrating this entire thing because God's trying to get the attention of Cornelius and his family. He's trying to get the attention of Peter. He's trying to do some things. So God is moving all these different particles, all these different things and putting them in position. It says just then the men, the men who sit by Cornelius found Simon started standing outside the gate. They asked if a man named Simon Peter was standing there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision. 
Pastor Benice, I'm about to run out of here. The Holy Spirit said to him. See, this is why it's important when you can't always call your prayer partner. I'm not knocking your prayer partner, but if you give space and time enough, Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you need. But if you're not following instructions to read the January devotion or the February devotion on the Holy Spirit, you're going to be lost and not get guided and have a better understanding of the Holy Spirit because you said, well, I know the Holy Ghost. He told me to stay and I stay. He told me to go this and do that. No. Get some further instruction. Get some further revelation. It will help you hear Holy Spirit better. So this is why this, we, we got to see Holy Spirit is important. Listen to it. I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Calm down, Apostle Jonas. Stay with the course. He said, meanwhile, as Peter was puzzled over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, three men have come looking for you. Now he on the rooftop. The Holy Spirit is telling him what's getting ready to happen. The Holy Spirit begins to now become the particular GPS of this whole situation. He said, three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Oh, man, wait a minute. Hold on, God. If I don't have a regular prayer life, how am I going to trust that this is Holy Spirit speaking to me? How am I going to trust that God is telling me to go with some strangers I never met, I don't know them, I don't, I don't have no relationship with them, and you mean to tell me I'm going to get up and leave from this place, I'm already in, a, in this whole, I'm in this tennis house, I'm already uncomfortable, but God got me here for purpose because he's trying to break some things off of me, he's trying to break some biases and some prejudice off of me, he's trying to heal me and grow me because the gospel has to go to the multitudes. Amen. So here, he said get up without hesitation and go. He said don't worry. I love the Holy Ghost because you got to understand something. You're going to be apprehensive. Yes. Holy Spirit knows. Peter didn't, Peter didn't say it, but Holy Spirit knew his spirit. Yes. Holy Spirit said, don't worry, for I have sent them. He, he, had, he recognized Peter's, his particular, he knew his heart. He knew his mindset. He said, listen, don't worry. I got you. I don't know about you, but I would love for the Holy Spirit to let me remind me and tell you, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> so, verse 21. Who, what do we see happen in verse 21? Peter went. So what does went mean? He was obedient. He followed the instructions. He said, so Peter went down and said, I'm the man you are looking for. Why didn't you come? They said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer who was a devout and God-fearing man. Well respected by all the Jews. Is this are they not speaking on the behalf of Cornelius? Yeah. Yeah. Are they not telling who he is? Mm -hmm. Do they not have relationship? And are they not telling exactly who he is? They're not going in and telling anything opposite of who he is. They're not trying to make a name for themselves. They're talking about who sent them. Oh my God. It says a holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. Mm -hmm. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. Now Peter in somebody else's house. But Peter has gained influence with the tanner. He said, so if you're in my house, your house is my house. Because we're in a place where God is doing something in the tanner's life. God is allowing his Peter's influence to come in. He said, listen, I'm going to invite you to stay with us tonight. Now, that's some boldness because Peter, this ain't his house. This is somebody else's place. And you invite somebody else over, this ain't your house. You're going to have, we're going to have a party. Come on, everybody, come on over. This ain't, and you ain't talk to the owner of the house or nothing. Peter said, come on in. Yeah. Stay the night. The next day, he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. 
Now I love this. Y'all, you gotta have wisdom too. Come on. Y'all missing this. Y'all ain't really. He took some people from Joppa with him because he's going with strangers. Even though Holy Spirit, I'm going with you, I need my armor bearer to go with me also to be able to walk with me to scope out prior till I get there to find out what the atmosphere looks like, what the environment is. I need somebody to go in and watch and see because I need somebody to cover me just in case where I'm going might be a setup. I trust you, Holy Spirit, but I yet got wisdom. So, so he, he, he says, listen, he said, accompanied by some of the brothers from Java, he said, they arrived in Caesarea the following day. Listen, it's time it goes by. I told you there ain't no train, ain't no car. It's a whole day goes by. It's opportunity for Peter to change his mind. It's opportunity for doubt to come in. It says they arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them, and he had called together his relatives and close friends. Now, this is what I need you to also get. Cornelius trusted what the angel told him. He had prepared his house because he already knew that Peter was going to say yes. Because Holy Spirit, the angel of the Lord had already come and ministered to him. He had already prepared and now he's invited his relatives and his friends. He said, there is something that's getting ready to happen when this man comes into my house. So he has set up an atmosphere of expectation. And see, this is where you got to get to the point in place. You got to position yourself for God's power to come in. You got to position yourself for God to move in your life. You have to have expectation that things are getting ready to change. Things are getting ready to happen. I'm getting ready to get something that I have never experienced before. And notice this, Cornelius is not selfish. He said, I'm bringing my relatives, some friends. I need some people to get involved because I want them to see the power of God. I want them to hear what God did for me. I want them to see how God came to me and sent his angel of the Lord. Why? Because I was devoted to prayer and because I was devoted to giving and because I was giving my offering came up to God. He said they arrived to proceed the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and he called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. Because you got to understand something. Cornelius has a relationship with God but the angel has come and he said that you need to go get Peter he thinking like Peter is really some kind of God. He was like, Peter got to be awfully powerful for an angel to come and tell me about you. So Cornelius has gotten this thing twisted a little bit. And he's just in a place of, listen to this, just because you're in leadership don't mean you stop referencing and having honor. Y'all ain't going to get no help in here. I ain't get but one and a half amens. Just because you have influence and you are over a hundred people does not stop from you in a place of giving reverence and honor for someone else who's in leadership that comes into your presence. It should be mutual honor and respect one to another. And so notice this. Peter did not want Cornelius to get it twisted. He hurried up and corrected him. Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him, but Peter pulled him up. Not only did he tell him, he didn't tell him just get up. He pulled him up. He said, look, man, uh-uh, this ain't what this is. Some of us get caught up in who we are, in our image, in our likeness, in our particular status and titles, and we would have left Cornelius down and said, man, you better go ahead on. That's it. I'm powerful. I'm anointed. You better bow down to me. No, Peter pulled them up. He said, no, I'm not going to take this particular self, uh, 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 you know, this, this worship or this adoration. It's not about me. Peter has a mindset to know it's about God. And as Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell his feet and worshiped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, stand up. I'm a human being just like you. Notice, he didn't say I'm a leader just like you. Y'all missing this stuff. Y'all missing it. He said, I'm a human being just like you. 
I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a prophet. I'm not an elder. I'm not a minister. I'm not an usher. I'm not a deacon. I'm not a pastor. Apostle. He said, I'm a human being. He said, you don't have to worship me. I am a human being like you. The only one we worship is the true and living God. We worship Jesus Christ. We worship the Son, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. He said, I am a human being. Notice, he wasn't belittling himself, but Peter was making the, the, the identification so that it wouldn't be any confusion because he doesn't want any of the relatives and friends to see this man bowing to me and trying to reverence me. He's trying to do something in this particular house because God has sent him here for a purpose. And you cannot get caught up. You got to say, listen, I am a human being. Don't get caught up. He didn't say, I'm the apostle. He said, no, I'm a human being because first off, you a man or you a woman? And God's not coming to look for Apostle Jonas. He's coming to look and see if you was a servant that was obedient to what he called you to do. He's not going to say, well done, good and faithful Apostle Jonas. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. So if Peter can humble himself because we see humility here. Something where a lot of leaders have lost. And this is why God can't use them in the full capacity what God wants to use them because there's, there's pride and there's arrogance and haughtiness there. And here it is, Peter remains humble. He says, I'm a human just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Peter told them, you know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile, a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. Once again, Peter, he's, he's, he's setting the stage. He's talking the traditions of men. He's talking the religion. This is what he's been taught. And he's just going in and, and being obedient to what he's been taught. He said, I'm a Jewish man. I shouldn't even enter a Gentile's home like this or to associate with you. But I love the next verse. But three words will make everything previous irrelevant. But God has done what? Shown me. That I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. Oh my God. You mean to tell me that God had to deal with the Apostle Peter and you think that God ain't going to deal with you? And your prejudice and your racism and your particular bigotry and your particular ideology of different things based on somebody's look, their status, their political status, their financial status. He said, listen, God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Peter said, now that I've gotten over myself and I've now it's been revealed to me what the vision meant. Because God has now revealed it. He, 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 he's now speaking the revelation. He was perplexed earlier, but now he understands what the vision meant. When all the animals who were in the sheep, and he said, look, take and eat. And he called them unclean. And now God told him, he showed them to him three times so he can get the picture, get the understanding, get the revelation. He said, you, have not, you cannot call anything impure that I've called clean. Amen. So verse 30, Cornelius replied, four days ago I was praying in my house. Yeah. <laughs> the significance of this is, the timeline and different things because God is leading this. Yes. He is orchestrating and he's strategically placing everybody where it needs to be. He's calling Peter from a whole other place so that Cornelius can receive Jesus. 
so his household can receive Jesus. Do you not know that God will send what you need and you don't even know what you need? You don't even know what you need to be looking for, what you need to be asking for, but Holy Spirit will give you, he'll direct you. He led Brother Tyrone and Sister Tasha here on last Sunday by the anointing of God, by the, by the wisdom of God, by the Holy Spirit's leading, and God met them here and blessed them while they were here, and God began to move in a mighty way. Why? Because they were obedient. To the leading of the Holy Ghost. And so here it says now. At the four, I was praying in my house about the same time. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard. And your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messages to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is standing in the house, in the, in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once. You see that? I told you. He didn't waste time. And it was good for, it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. He said, there's something in your mouth that I need. There's something in your mouth that's getting ready to break something off my life. There's something in your mouth that's getting ready to shift my life. There's something in my mouth that's getting ready to break something off your life. And so this is why it's so important that sometimes when you're in the presence of God and you're under the sound of my voice, under the sound of anyone else's voice that's standing in authority, you never know what may be being said that can break something off in your life, that can shift you, that can change you, that can deliver you. This is why you have to be open to hear God and to be receptive to God's leading of his instruction of his servants who are ministering at that particular time. So it says in verse 34, then Peter replied. I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. He said in every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. Let me read it again. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what's right. Let me read it again. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. So you just can't have the reverence and fear of God and still do what you want to do. It's an importance in doing right because doing right positions you because him having a regular prayer life, giving to the poor, doing the things that God was instructing him to do, it positioned him and it gave him, it says, he, those who fear him and do what is right. It's not just based on the Jews. It's not just based on the ones of Israel. It's now being spread across nations. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching the message of baptism. It says, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to, the, to death by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. When we were those who ate and drank with him. After he rose from the dead, he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one of all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Peter just preached Jesus in a few verses. He didn't open his scripture. He had no Bible opener. He just started ministering from the heart. And when you minister and you have a revelation of Jesus Christ and you begin to share the good news of the gospel from your heart, it begins to have impact. Because you got to teach Jesus 
We're not here to teach our, our own doctrines, our own ideologies, our own theologies, our own opinions. It's here to teach Jesus. And if we continue to stay focused on Jesus, that's when the earth will be and people's lives will be changed and the earth will be glorified to receive him. It says, verse 44, even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. Why? Because he was talking about Jesus. See, the more you bring his name up, the more his presence is welcome. See, this is why you have to be in a, in a, in a Bible teaching church that will bring his name up and that will begin to share the scriptures because that sets the atmosphere for his presence to show up. And so here it is. It says the Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out to the on the Gentiles too. But they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, Cornelius asked to stay with them for several days. Look at God. Look at how the message of Jesus that God had pulled someone from a whole other place brought him to a household of Cornelius. Someone who had a relationship with God but now he has to have the relationship and understanding of Jesus Christ. I need to understand that he died for me. This is why Peter came teaching Jesus. This is what began to break some things and change some things in Cornelius' heart to draw him closer to Christ. And to now, this thing impacts everybody that's in the house. The Holy Spirit failed. And they begin to speak in tongues. They begin to have another Pentecost experience. And the other Jewish believers that came along, they were in awe and amazement that here it is, the Holy Spirit's been poured upon these Gentiles. These people who don't look like us, who don't talk like us, who, not, who may not be from our same background. And she talked about that ethnic thing in her announcements that we begin to develop in the Western culture because they just identify. Notice when you read scripture, they would just say, well, he's a Roman or he's from he's from this place. He's from that place. When I talk to people in other countries, it was a young lady. I'll never forget her. She was from Belize. She worked in my liquor store and she would always tell me, she said, we don't talk like that. It's not no black or white Belize. She said, they're just Belize. She's like, you're a Belizean. Or have a way you're, you're not black of a black Belizean white because she said in Belize it's different shades of people. But it's not a black or white. She's like, that's here in this country, in this Western culture. You'll be where you're from. You're from this particular place. You're from that particular place. That's where they how they would identify. And so we've made all these hang-ups where the enemy has come in. And this has disrupted and now brought things with the kingdom of God to be at a place where it cannot fully be imagined in the earth. Because baby, when you get to heaven, everybody, everybody, folks you least thought, folks you didn't imagine, everybody. So folks you didn't even think, because here it is, Cornelius just received Jesus. This Roman devout soldier has received Jesus. And you sit around saying, how he going to receive Jesus? He is, he is, he a Roman. He, he, don't, he don't believe like us. He don't like, what? God is looking at the heart. He's looking at the heart. That's why Peter, when he opened up, he said, I see that God pays no favoritism. Peter had to come to Revelation. He's like, man, I thought this was all about us. No, this is about, he said that you should go into all the nations, all the places of the earth and share this gospel. And after he shared, here it is, the people receive. And they said, does anybody see any objection for them to be baptized? Uh, Let's go ahead on and submerge them in the yeah. name of Jesus yeah. Christ. The name yeah. of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. 
They said they get ready to be baptized. Yeah. All because Cornelius was obedient to his vision. Yeah. Not only was he saved, but those in his household, yeah. his relatives, yeah. his friends. Yeah. This, was, this is what we talked about on Thursday night. Uh, Cornelius was hospitable. Just because he was in leadership, they said, well, no, I can't have all these people in my house. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the captain of the army. Don't you sit on my white couch. Don't, don't you go in my kitchen. Don't, uh-uh. He was hospitable. He welcomed the people in because God's ready to do something. He welcomed Peter and he didn't know who Peter was. Peter said, come on in. Because when you're operating according to the grace of God and to the believing of God, God will show you what you need to do and you got to just be willing to be obedient to it. Y'all ready to give God? Come on, let's give God some praise. So throughout this, we see God dealing with Peter and Cornelius and all these different people and, and God just moving that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what God will do in our life. And sometimes we got we, we to, gotta, you know, remove ourselves from what's been comfortable, what we've been familiar with, how we've been doing it for the past 15 or 20 years. Sometimes God said, I'm going to intervene and bring forth change. Because Peter said, I got to change. I can't continue to think that these people are unpure and unclean. I got to change my thinking. And if I don't change my thinking, I now become to a place where I can hinder other people to have the availability of being having Jesus Christ extended to them. And see, this is why so many in the body of Christ, the church is dying because we have put up a roadblock. You got to once you get through this door and you pass that test. Now you got to go through this door, pass that test. Then I can let you do that door. Then you pass that test. Then you go through that door and you still ain't even at the sanctuary yet. You're not at the sanctuary yet. Amen. You're still at the vestibule. Because yeah. all them doors is when you got to the parking lot, got up the steps, and got to the door. Because I got to have all these various things. Let me check you before you come in. What you look like? How you dress? Let me see. If you're, are you in line? And then you can get through that door. And we place all these things. Not saying there, hasn't, there, there shouldn't be standard and order, but we have become a hindrance to people receiving yes. Jesus. Yes. We have to. That's why I say, where are the believers and we need to own up to it and begin to make adjustments and changes when people when you hear people say well why you stop coming to church because such and such was mean ask yourself was I mean as hell that day I mean be straight up was I mean and evil that day when I was mean and evil got an attitude with my wife on Thursday night because things weren't in order I apologized on the floor to her and made myself made known to the people. I'm not going to hold this grudge. I'm not going to have a, I was angry. I was upset. If you was mean that Sunday as an usher, come back the following week and say, I was mean. I was out of order. I spoke to you out of tone. I apologize. So we can move forward and grow. So you don't be a hindrance because they'll be like, well, they, they came back the next Sunday. They still act the same way. And the Sunday after, they still act the same way. When are you going to wake up and say, they stopped coming because it was me? Gotta be able to be free. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just use me and talk about me. Because I, I know when I mess up, if I make the mistake, I'm going to own up to it. Because that's what integrity is. Y'all talking about the stuff that I ain't do in the dark and I, I was, you know, I was all good in the light. No, integrity is being accountable, responsible for your actions and taking responsibility. I messed up. I did it. 
My bad. Yeah, sorry. Forgive me. I messed up. Let's try to work on it. Let's do better. Because that's what's going to help people to be able to mature and grow. Because people are getting to that point in place and they'd be like, Psh, man, forget it. It's too much work. Too much work to be around them. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get free and they put me all in these chains and tie me up and, and all this other stuff. I'm trying to get out of this. I'm trying to get free. And in getting free, see, we, what happens is, and I, this person was talking about it, he said, he was like, we're waiting for people to get delivered instantly. And then what happens is because we put this pressure on people to have this instant deliverance. And then they come in and say, I'm delivered. I'm set free. I've been changed. No, I'm still struggling. I'm a work in progress. I'm trying to get to this place. But I recognize I'm still struggling right here. And I acknowledge that. But I'm still moving forward. And the more you allow me in his presence. And the more I can get a seat at the table of Jesus Christ, the more stuff can begin to fall off of me. See, I didn't get offended when my pastor kept telling us we was in fornication. I kept coming because she wasn't lying. Amen. She wasn't lying. And y'all be sitting up here talking about, oh, I'm good. I'm all good. I got a suit on. I'm tied up and dressed up and looking good, smelling good. No, you're funky and you're stinky. Can I get some help, young lady? Am I telling the whole truth? Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. See, huh? Because we have to get free. And we run because somebody. I'm going. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm leaving now. No. She ain't lying. I'm here in this mess. Yeah. And I need to get set free. Amen. And if I can't hear the word of God, what's going to help me to break the bondage? Oh. And we'll be saying when they're coming in here and they're looking a certain way they're doing this, they can't come and look at that. Well, baby boy, I was coming for years until I had to get it free. And then if it ain't fornication, whatever's the next thing, whatever it is, it may not be that. You're still lying. Still stealing. when we recognize it will be a better atmosphere for the sinner because see we have to move from the place of recycling saints because we just recycle I need some people that ain't never been introduced to him like Cornelius because when he was introduced to him he began to share him with other people and other people that thing became contagious and other sinners wanted to know what's going on over there. What's happening over there? What's happening? What's really going on? I need to see. I need to get in that atmosphere because something's changing me. Yes. You got to be willing to. We, 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 we just, this person changed church and they changed church and this is all it is. And nobody who's never seen or encountered the sinner man, the person that's the drunk, the alcoholic, the person that, this, he could be a doctor too and not know Jesus. And you have to be willing to recognize that. There are people of all shapes, sizes, and colors. They ain't never seen, never heard of. They, they, they still ain't seen. And they need to know about the good news of the gospel. Amen. And we got to be in a position, you know what? Can I share with you? Yes. And they might not get it the first time they come. And they may not come back again. But when they came, let's make the atmosphere conducive yes. where a seed was planted. Because God said somebody else will come along and water it. Yes. 
but God's going to give the increase. See, some of us get stuck and we want to plant the seed, water, and grow it. No, you can't, you can't plant the seed, water it, and then get an increase for it. Everybody has an assignment. The increase comes from God. I can't step in God's place and try to bring increase. I ain't got that kind of power, baby. I ain't got that kind of anointing. I ain't got that type of Holy Ghost. God gives the increase. And that's what God will do. And I thank God that when Isaiah invited the young man from his school, what's your name again? Remington. Remington. That, that, see, y'all don't understand. That name is anointed. When you, when you walk up to somebody and they say, what's your name? Remington. <laughs> see, see, that name got power. It has royalty. See, it, 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 it presents something that's to come. Remington. That's like you growing into something. You start off at one place, but you just start increasing. Remington. Exactly. You know, you know something. You know, it's, 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 it's a something with it. But because Isaiah had influence, he didn't just visit one time. He's come back and he visited again. And when he comes, I recognize he's attentive to the word. He represents a younger generation. He represents someone that can be able to hear the gospel and is taught where you can understand it. I'm not in here hooping and hollering. I'm not in here, you know, you know, like I'm having an asthma attack. And then I and then I expect for him to gain something. No, he ain't here to get education. He's in, he's in this country to get education. Because he's from another country. But he's in this country to get education. So if he comes to the church and he can't be educated, I lose him. This is why you have to know your audience. You got to know how to reach them all. Because when I preach, the gospel can, you can touch everybody. Whether the baby, the person who's got seven degrees or no degrees. The gospel will reach you. And I thank God for Remington. That's my time, y'all. We're not going to be here till 1 o'clock today. <laughs> Get a seed in your hand. We're going to sow. I want to pray for... Um, just real quick. Your seed put you in position. to the poor. He had to really have been diligent and faithful in that. For his name to come up in heaven, his offering came up. I'm telling you, that's powerful. I'm going to pray for the young man. Young man in the silver jacket. What's your name? Tony. Tony. Tyreek. Tyreek. Did someone invite you or you just, you just walked in? Amen. Amen. So Tyreek, as God walked you through the doors, um, just by his goodness and his grace, I'm praying for you and releasing whatever God, whatever you're standing in need of, God's going to give it to you. 
And all you got to do is believe. It's simple. Are you saved? Saved means accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And God wants you to be saved today. Are you, you, you want to accept Jesus today? Come on. You should have jumped up. You should have jumped up out your seat and ran around here at least 10 times. life and people's impact the life. Why? Because the word of the Lord went forth and they were open to receive. So now all you got to do is lift your hands and I want you to repeat after me. I come to you God a sinner asking you to forgive me and cleanse me of all my sins. Today I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that this day I am a receiver of Jesus Christ. I accept you as my Lord, as my Savior. Come into my heart and cleanse me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And now, I decree and declare that you are saved. Amen. Amen. That's it. Tyree. So now, y'all extend your hands toward Tyree because we can ready to pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. His name is already entered into heaven. It's already written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because he's accepted you as your personal Savior. As his personal Savior. And God, we as a body of believers. Oh my God. As the Book of Acts. In full manifestation. That he's here as a believer now. And God, we come into agreement with everything that you have ordained to be in Brother Tyreek's life. From the foundation of his birthing in the earth. Till now and forevermore, we release the blessings of God to come upon him. Everything that you name for him, everything you call to be upon him, every gift, God, everything that he's in need of. I decree deliverance today. I decree healing today. I decree peace and prosperity today. Yeah. That everything that he's standing in need of, God, you're going to move supernaturally. Yeah. I pray, Lord, that he will hold on to you. He will hold on to you by faith. And that as he's made a confession with his mouth and believed in his heart, that you become Lord over him. Mm 
And that you will lead, guide, and direct. I break every generational curse. I break everything that's been attached to his bloodline that does not line up with you. I decree that he is a son of God on this day and that he will adhere to your voice, your instructions, and you will lead and guide him right now by the power of the blood of Jesus. I place it over him. No sickness, no illness, no danger, no heartache, no pain shall come down his dwelling. Anybody that's looking for him that should not be looking for him to do him any harm, I break the power of the enemy today. I command you, Father God, to be his refuge, to be his strength, and to be his safety right now, that you will cover him in the multitude of your angels right now by the power of the blood of Jesus, that God, you will become a living sanctuary on the inside of him by the power of the Holy Spirit. I command the power of God to rest upon him right now. In the name of Jesus, every place where the soles of his foot shall tread shall be holy now. Keep his feet protected. Guard him. Watch over him. In the name of Jesus. God, be a hedge of protection right now. Do the work in his spirit, man, right now. Heal his heart right now. The place of hurt, disappointment, abandonment, rejection, I break it. Abandonment, rejection, I break it. Abandonment, a rejection, I break it. By the power of the blood of Jesus. Free his mind, free his spirit today. Make him whole in the name of Jesus. And it is so. And it is so. And it is so. Give him peace that passes all understanding. For your glory, Jesus. For your glory, Jesus. We seal him in the blood. We seal him in the blood. Pastor, do you have anything? I'm just so full. Even as we seeing in what's that Ashbury when God is yes. doing a revival with the young people. Jesus. And God reminded me of that when I saw this young man that God is reviving. We so quick to throw them away. They all smoke and they don't want anything. This generation is lost. But God is so awesome that he'll go in a little bitty small town on a college campus to get our attention. So I'm just believing God that our young people are not lost. That God is doing that revival in our young people. Whether social media or the media will have them that they're lost. They, they all deal with mental illness and you know they all believe different things but I believe that God is doing a revival in his people. And we have to be careful of who comes in that we don't discard them and throw them away. But God is doing a revival. He's doing a revival. I believe it. I believe it. Hallelujah. God is so real. I'm telling you. And it's manifesting because 
the body of believers across the world have been praying for revival. Yes. Yes. Have been praying for yes. healing and deliverance. Yes, and then when it shows up, we can't be surprised. Yes. Because we've been asking for it. Yes. And it's happening as we've been ministering in the book of Acts. It's coming alive. Yes. Brother Elijah, he went down there. He's actually, he was in, visiting his son in Louisville. So it was an hour ride. He went there last night at 2 o'clock in the morning. People were outside. If you're over age 25, you can't be in the sanctuary overnight. But outside they had chairs. People camping. People were coming from South Carolina, from Brazil, from different places just to get there. And they were saying they can feel the tangible presence of God. And so that's actually the book of Acts and manifestation right there. Because a revival has been going on continuously. Where people's hearts are being changed and transformed. People are coming from all around because why? I heard about God moving. I heard about his presence. And people are with an urgency getting there. And people are being touched and delivered. And just as such, there's happening right here at New Covenant Worship Center. People are coming to have a touch and an encounter with God. And we have to be in position in order to minister to their heart. Because if they never stepped foot in our presence again, they would have known when they did come, they encountered God. This young lady is sitting next to Thomas. I looked at you when I was sharing and talking because you understand well, you see well. And God is getting ready to stir you up, young lady. There's some gift things in your life that you haven't tapped into. There's some things of vision, of revelation, knowledge that God is beginning to bestow upon you. And God wants to reveal himself in a mighty way to you. He said, if you would just begin to cry out unto him and to begin to seek his face. God's going to begin to answer your every request. God's ready to move quickly and swiftly in your life. He said, because you've been in a place where even things that have happened to you, you didn't hold it against the other people. You let some stuff go. You are mature enough to not hold on to it. Even when there's been hurt and disappointment, you say, well, you know what? I'm not going, I'm not going to internalize it. And because of the grace of God, and he loves you that much, that he says, whatever you stand in need of, daughter, I'll grant it unto you. He says, so don't be afraid to ask big. Don't be afraid to ask big. Ask and God will grant it unto you. I'm telling you. Don't doubt him. Because he's ready to bless you. He's ready to prove, your, prove himself to you in your life. Amen? Amen? So be encouraged and stand on his promises. Come on, give God a hand praise.
Yes, God. Love. Hi, It's the power of God. Yeah. Get your seat in your hand. We get ready to go, y'all. Get your seat. Come on, Terrence. Just come on. move around and collect the seed for us. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. I, uh, abundance is just upon you. Abundance is flowing through you. There are many gifts, talents, and things that God is doing upon your life. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. I'm telling you, nothing lacking, nothing missing. God is, he's healing you. He's restoring your, your strength, even your faith, and even certain people. So you to trust again, love again. <laughs> he said it's okay to be able to love again, to be yes. vulnerable, yes. to open your heart. Yes. Nothing lacking and nothing missing means God's not going to allow anything to come wound you. Yes. He won't allow the hurt to come to your, your dwelling again. God said it's time. It's time to let down all the walls because there's nothing missing, nothing lacking. You barricaded yourself. <laughs> and you thought that that was going to keep you hidden? God said, I, it's too much light in you. There's too much that the world needs from you. Through your voice, through your guidance, through the things that you do, God has graced you. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. <laughs> nothing lacking, nothing missing. Yes. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. And God will rest upon you. Rest upon her now. Holy Spirit, give her everything she needs. By the power of the Holy Ghost, move, strengthen, heal, deliver right now. Nothing missing, nothing lacking in her life. Peace is reigning. The barriers and the barricades and the bricks and the mortar and all those walls that have been built up. God, you've torn them down right now. Her heart will love again. She will be open to receive trueness. 
<laughs> yes, God, I thank you. And it is so. And it is so. And it is so. And it is so. I heard God saying when Apostle was hugging the young man. It's not just for the young man, but for everybody that's here under the sound of my voice. He said, love covers a multitude of faults. He said, if a man don't know love, he don't know me because God is love. God said we can have the gift of prophecy and we can have the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom. But if we don't have love, we don't have anything. We got to walk in love. Our young people need discipline, but what they need most of all, God said, is love. Yes, God. Yes, God. Sister Sandy, um, I hear this. I hear um, Kira Shear's song. It keeps happening for me. It keeps happening for me. It keeps happening for me. And God wanted me to remind you today that it keeps happening for you. And sometimes <laughs> you'll think your way out of a blessing. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes we'll, we just overthink it. And we'll be thinking like, God, I didn't deserve that. God, I, I can't have that. And God says, it just keeps happening for you. God said, I have supernaturally made ways for you. I've supernaturally provided. I've supernaturally kept you. I've supernaturally given you the plans and strategies to be in the position that you are today. And God said, it keeps happening for you. And God just wants you to be open to receive everything that's happening for you. To receive it. You deserve it. You can walk in it. You can, you can appreciate it. And you can enjoy life without feeling guilty. Well, I could have did this for this one. I could have did this for that one. Because you're always wanting to give and take care of those around you. God said it keeps happening for you. And God is recognizing your heart. And the grace and the compassion that's upon your heart. Receive the joy of the Lord and walk in that appreciating life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It keeps happening for me. It keeps happening for me. It keeps happening for me. Amen. Amen. We gotta get out of here. I told you we ain't gonna. We ain't no, I ain't preaching. I don't want mother child. You can see that? I had me a timekeeper. See, ministry people don't even count for the work. That's actually, you know, that's another hour. No. Amen. Listen, um, I want God to do something miraculous today. He, he's already, he has already done things. Yes, he's, he's done miraculous things already. But I want, I want you to understand something today. Tariq, I'm, we're going to sow this seed into your life today. But the reason being, I want you to hear me. 
We're sowing this seed in faith. Because there are things that's missing right now in your life. And God said he's getting ready to rebuild you. And this seed represents a rebuilding. And a restructuring. And he wants you to know that it comes with no strings attached. And it also comes with the understanding that this is just a gift that's given. To propel your faith. To do what Tyreek needs to do to get put in position. That one day he'll come back to be a blessing to someone else. Because that's what it does. That's what God does. When I walked in this morning, somebody put a seed in my hand. And I, a little while later, I went on cash. I had to sow the seed in somebody's life. Somebody had sold my life. I said, God, I got to keep sowing. Because God keeps moving. So as we sow this seed into your life. Just believe God and have faith that this is a representation of God opening up your heart to believe in him and know that he's real and he's ready. He's ready to rebuild, restructure and redo things in your life. Amen. Amen. So get you a good meal today before you go home. God bless you, man. I'm fine. Sorry. Oh, Tyreek, you want to say something? Oh. Yes, you can. Hold on. That's your blessing. Uh-uh. It's yours. Mm-mm. You, you don't, you, you good. You're not going to accept. Uh-uh, you messing up our blessings. You got Yeah, yeah, get a mic. Remember what you told me downstairs? Didn't nobody come up here and tell us nothing about what y'all told no, no, no. <laughs> We don't go. When we did what we did downstairs for you, that was for you. What you told us had nothing to do with what you just been blessed with. Right. Damn. Somebody souls into you, it's a meaning behind it. It's yours. You receive it. We sow. They already. It's, it's well. Because, like I, that's why I told you, nothing attached to it. You be obedient what God leads you to do. Come on, man. God. No, the Lord told me to give you a hug. Appreciate you, man of God. Listen. I, I, even in the midst of him wanting to give it back shows you where his heart is yeah. Yeah. because you, you can't get deceived because the enemy will paint pictures in, in, in your mind and all these other various things that's why he, 
told me to talk how I talked to him to, to, to strategically understand the purpose of what we, how we were given. So it's his, it's in the receive. Ain't nothing attached to it. God will deal with him and how he wants to deal with him because now it's in God's hands. We've done our part. Let God do the rest. Amen. 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 Listen, that's all I have. Um, is anybody, any other, any first-time visitors, anything here? First-time visitors besides Tyreek? That was his first time here. Um, Remington, you need, to, you need to say something to us today. I don't know what it is. Just... <laughs> But just just share something with us today, um, even if it's just a little bit more about who you are and um, how you came and embarked upon this journey. Because somebody needs to be encouraged. Because the reason I said that, um, the young lady, Tashonda, raise your hand. Remington, see Tashonda right here? Tashonda just moved to another state. And... She had family there, but she's moved to another state. And it's not easy moving to unfamiliar territory. I mean, because just because you have family there, they got their own life. And now she has, she has children. She has, to get, she has a place to stay. She just started a new job. So things are new and different. And there may be other people here that may be looking to do new and different things. And I think the courage that you took to make the step to come from Africa to come to America to receive your education is, is something for you. And I, somebody just need to hear that because she didn't go across country. She just went across five hour drive. We can't drive to Africa, but we gotta get <laughs> So just, just share whether the Lord has in your heart. And then after that, Pastor Nisa is gonna dismiss us and whatever else she may have. Okay, I'd just like to thank God for the pieces that he's put into my life. I think there were, should I stand up? Okay, so there were many unknowns that I didn't know before I moved. I just took a leap of faith. And God has been showing out by providing people in my life that support me, um, places to stay. I found a place to stay, things to eat, just basic needs. So, yeah, I think when you take a leap of faith, you, you're not supposed to know. It's just faith in you. So just acknowledging God, and I see him everywhere. People will just offer me things that I really need, and I, he'll just show out and provide them for me. So I'm thankful, and I always thank God. So. He said, when you take a leap of faith, you're not supposed to know everything. Right. You're supposed to go in faith. Right. I, it doesn't get any more simpler than that. Amen. It's profound, but it's simple because Amen. that's what it is. It's faith. Amen. 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 Thank you. See that? You had, see, you had something you told holding on to. We needed to hear that. Thank you, Brother Remington. Amen. We're getting ready to dismiss. Come on and stand to your feet.
I'm telling you, I'm full on today of what God has done in this place. And I want to be like the word that Apostle preached that when we pray and come in this place, that we have the spirit of expectation. Apostle and I was talking on yesterday and we were singing that song by Travis Green. I, it's feeling like a tent revival. And I believe that God is doing something in that revival. So I'm telling you, when you come in here on Sunday, you come with expectation like, God, I'm, I'm coming to the revival. I'm coming to get revived. I'm coming to expect miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen. And so, Father, we thank you. We praise you. And we honor you, God, for what you're doing in this place and in your people, oh God. We thank you, Father, that we trust you, oh God, that we can get out of self and out of our own thinking, out of our own way, and allow you to move in this place, God. So, Father, bless your people, God. Bless those who press, who came out on today. Keep them and cover them, oh God. And even as they leave down from this place, God, we pray that they will not leave your presence, that you will bless them in their homes, on their jobs, at school, God, during the week, Father, that you will keep them and cover them, oh God. Now, Father, we even, as we pray for Brother Tariq, God, we're yet praying a spirit of rest and peace to be upon his life, oh God. And we thank you, God, that this is the first day of something big that you're doing in his life, oh God. And it's beginning to transform him, oh God. And Father, we thank you for our young people, oh God. We believe, God, that you're going to send more young people in this place, oh God, and that a revival will take place in the name of Jesus. And God, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.